Ladies and gentlemen, attention everyone. Welcome to No Picks After Dark. It's your boy Nick Burke, and you are now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world with Aaron Dante, giving you the hottest interviews with the dopest people, sharing their experiences from your neighborhood all around to the world. Voted Best Baltimore Podcast by you, the listeners. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Yo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome, folks, back to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante, and I'm so excited to have this special guest on today. She's a community activist, um, got connected through a mutual friend, and I was so excited to meet her, and we met. It was just as advertised. She was very passionate about her community, about Baltimore, Northeast, Bella Edison, and I love that, and I had to have her on the show. So without further ado, I see Mr. Bunny hopping in the background. That's Cookie Dough. She's getting her feature appearance. <laughs> Ms. Delgado, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me hey, I, on this Saturday. I appreciate you having time, taking on your busy schedule, because I know you're busy, and that's what we're going to talk about, what you're so busy with right now. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, we're both busy people, yes. But yes, I am constantly, constantly on the move. Nice, nice. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Uh, so let's see, I am uh, a community organizer, an educator, an artist, a mother. Uh, I was born and raised in New York. I've uh, been living in Baltimore uh, now for probably about 15, 16 years. Um, yeah, you know, I, um, I do so many things, it's kind of hard to, uh, to define them, uh, but I think that kind of summarizes it, you know. I've definitely been in the game for organizing and education and art in the Baltimore city scene for, for a good while now. Nice, nice. Now, you're from New York, okay. What made you come all the way down the Charm City down 95 South? What made you want to do that? Oh, so <clears throat> I uh, so I was born and raised uh, in New York. When I graduated high school, I went to college in, in Virginia. And so ironically, uh, once I graduated from VCU, I wanted to leave Richmond because as a kid, I felt like it was a black hole. I did not want to get like stuck in the South for the rest of my life. I was doing makeup uh, professionally. And so that brought me to DC. And then when I got to DC, um, I met a man and then, and I was also kind of just on the, the, I was ready to just sort of move to somewhere different, kind of start a new career sort of thing. And then I was introduced to Baltimore and I felt there were a lot of uh, parallels or similarities to New York, um, markets, Chinatowns and you know, little Italy's and um, just felt like I had a little bit more uh, culture uh, than DC for me. And so then I just kind of got stuck here. <laughs> and, we, and we love that you're here. So yeah. Yeah, I always ask every, all, my, all, my listeners, I mean, all my people who come on my show, I always ask this question. What is your favorite childhood memory? So my favorite childhood memory is, uh, it was, I think it was like a Saturday. My dad and I walked from uh, Midtown Manhattan all the way down through like LES, like the downtown area of um, the city. And then we crossed over the Williamsburg Bridge, walked through Brooklyn, uh, and then ended up at my aunt's house in Bushwick. Uh, so it was really, it was like an all day thing. But throughout that, you know, we stopped, we ate, we shopped, we talked. He told me a lot of stories about how he was a kid because that's where he was 
uh, he was born in the city and, and, and started in, in the LES area. <clears throat> so just kind of telling me stories and stuff, but I really remember that. And even to this day, like I tell my daughter now about that. And so she wants to relive those moments sometimes, but she doesn't like to walk. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. See, I, I, I like to build a background so everybody knows who you are. So let's talk about art. Where did you get in the art scene? Like, how did you get in art? I mean, I always ask people that because I'm like, it's, you know, it's very creative. So how did you even get to that place? So I, it's funny because it just, I think all of the things in my life didn't sort of come together until I got much older. Uh, but I've always been a creative kid. I was always kind of a quirky kid, sort of like a loner, um, outcast kind of in a way. Um, so I always had that sort of connection. I was, uh, I liked to draw and do things, but my parents raised me to do, you know, the doctor lawyer thing. Uh, so it wasn't until I was uh, an adult, a young adult, and I moved to Baltimore, I decided that I wanted to go into uh, my degree. My degree was in psychology. And so I met a woman by the name of Sally Smith. She was the founder of the of Washington Lab School, Baltimore Lab School, uh, which was it had an art-based sort of curriculum. It was a school for children with uh, developmental needs. And um, and that's kind of how it started, you know, like I, I did that. I was also doing makeup. So makeup at the time really kind of uh, showed my, my sense of creativity, color theory, that sort of thing. And then it just kind of moved on from there. And, you know, Baltimore, as you know, is a, is a small town, you know, you, once you meet one person, you know, as long as you stay engaged, you meet another, another, another. Uh, so I started working with young audiences and then in my organizing work, just started call, cold calling artists to do community projects. And um, that's sort of how it developed. How would you um, describe the, the art scene in your mind as far as Baltimore, as far as um, just for minorities and people of color? Like, what would you, how would you explain, like, is there a lot of exposure for us out there? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I think that's one of the things that's kept me here in Baltimore. You know, like Baltimore definitely you know, it has its grit, but it, it has so much potential for opportunity, uh, and especially in the art scene. When you think about other places, you know, you go to other cities. It's funny, I just saw an article about how uh, Las Vegas is like finally tapping into their local artist scene, like to bring it at a more like, you know, higher scale level. And that's just as of recent since the pandemic, like, you know, big cities like Miami or not so much Miami, I take that back, but like Orlando, uh, you know, Vegas, they, you know, just use more uh, publicized kind of aspects of art, but in Baltimore, it's like, they really rely on their local art scene, you know, like the local arts um, connection and community. And also it's, it's, it's really diverse, you know, so I feel at home uh, in the art scene in Baltimore, for sure. Nice, nice. So you and I spoke and you're doing something very special. This is why you're on the show. You're doing something really special. I, when you told me, I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's repeat this again. So I'm going to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it wrong, but mm -hmm. you are allowing people into your home mm -hmm. to look at art. Yeah. Explain to folks. So we're promoting this amazing event. Tell yeah. folks about this because you're letting somebody in your house to see art. That is yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. So go ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to, this is your show. 
Oh, you're so sweet. Um, so yeah, so it is a, it's really a lifelong project. I've always wanted to have my own business. As I mentioned, I was a makeup artist. So in DC, I wanted to start something that was always this collective concept, right? So it was always a space where multiple things could be handled or done in this one space. And that was all the way back in 2003. So, you know, in that sense, I was thinking very much forward. Uh, and so fast forward, <clears throat> I decided that I wanted to make a space um, that was just a, uh, <clears throat> a collective space for art, community, and education. Um, it's called Tola's Room, and it pretty much defines all the things that I do as an artist, as a teacher, as a community organizer. But this particular pilot concept is my first solo um, presentation or exhibition um, of a culture museum concept. So I've always wanted to um, develop this idea of culture as a way of building community capacity or human capacity and eventually generational wealth and um, wanted people to see my vision. And I just said, duh, why don't I just be a teacher and model? So I said, let me go ahead and model my own particular culture. So this, this concept is called Puerto Rican Passion or PR Passion as whole as room. And the idea is to share my story as a New Yorican, as a Boricua from New York uh, that moved to Baltimore and ironically someone that doesn't speak Spanish fluently. So even how that sort of um, impacted my, my concept and my culture. Um, and yeah, and so it's, um, it's the idea is to just design my house as a space so that people can, you know, appreciate what it is. And then either in time, they may see vision to want to do something in this space as well. I'd like to make it a community space. So eventually I'd like to move out of this space, but still have it in the community as a space for others to use. And what is the meaning of Tolas? Is there a meaning behind the word? Because I, yeah. I, yeah, so Omatola is my daughter, right? It's Nigerian for a child that brings wealth or honor, um, all good things. And she's my, my pride and my joy. And so uh, her name or her nickname is Tola. And um, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe if I rethink the, the name, I probably would have called it maybe Tola Space in the sense that it was more of a, you know, like a larger kind of um, area. But at the time I was just thinking of it to just be in my basement. So it was more of just like this underground kind of room. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, that's what it means. It's my, it's my baby, my so, legacy. So have you um, been to other events where you've researched and done your homework as far as how to do art show in a house or at a studio or something like that? Like, where do you get that? How does that all come together? Uh, you know, I've been managing projects and doing art-related concepts for a long time, but I definitely don't have, you know, professional, you know, criteria for it, but I have a sense of uh, a good eye. I have a sense of what I like. I have a sense of, uh, I have a very visionary mind, so I know, like, I can create something from, you know, my mind's eye. And I also learned in organizing and managing projects and things that like, if you have a concept, if you have an idea, just do it at a pilot level, right? Like you just got to start somewhere, right? You ask for feedback, you get, you know, you get the things, um, you know, the, the thoughts and ideas that you need to then reinvent if you need to. And some things will work really well and other things won't. And I think over time, um, I've become less and less sensitive about like someone, you know, maybe having a, an opinion about something that didn't work or whatever. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, I just, 
know what I like. And I have a lot of friends that I'll ask their opinion and their thoughts and uh, just to kind of get feedback in that sense. But really, I'm going about this just as I would do anything else. At Fishnet, every plate served starts with the freshest, high-quality fish sourced from local waters whenever possible. You get fine dining excellence delivered in a cozy, underpretentious, fast-casual setting. Delicious does not even begin to describe it. Everything I've tried is made from scratch and incredible. The best fish I've ever had. Check them out for lunch or dinner at Mount Vernon Marketplace. Get caught in the fishnet. You'll be glad you did. Menu and details at eatfishnet.com. Now, artist-wise, is just, what artists are going to be a part of the show? So it's really going to be mostly my work, um, but there are going to be some local, uh, so local culinary chefs, Puerto Rican chefs, aka my uh, my sisters and my cousins. Okay. But they are they are the best of the best, uh, if not um, the best. Um, I'm also my brother-in-law is going to have a couple of pieces, um, Ozzy Art, uh, so he'll have a few pieces out. Um, I'm working with um, some uh, plants. The connoisseurs, I think. What? Wait, hold on. I gotta look at what they uh, call themselves. Plant stylists, Ooh. and they're they're called and they're the Revolt Urban Farms. They're still like starting up, and um, they don't have any socials, but they're great people, and so they're gonna be helping me with um, some of the uh, plant curation in the space. Uh, my mom, who actually is a is a crafter as well, she's gonna, she might have a few pieces in here, but I'm really trying to show or model the concept of of uh, building human capacity, building cultural capacity, and then eventually building generational wealth. So I'm really, um, you know, keeping it in. Now, actually, now I take it back. Kyle Miller, who is a friend of mine, he built, you see the shelves that you see here. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also uh, designed and built the canopy that's outside. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a uh, my friend who is a, a contractor he helps me with a lot of this stuff as well um and i can't remember the name of his business but his name is john garcia um but yeah so it's mostly my stuff uh, you know pictures um that kind of thing but um yeah nice nice no i, I love hearing that i love giving a shout out to all the people who have contributed to it it makes sense to me you gotta show the love out here and i love the generational wealth I like that. I like, I think that a lot. I like keeping money in the community. I like that. That's why it's very important to always bring out people from the community and tell their stories. And that's why you, we have you on the show today, because I really love what you were talking about. And we, we, you and I discussed a couple of things about like, so the food. Okay. The food. I hear they're going to be in the garage cooking, right? Is it the garage? <laughs> The garage is the garage is part of the restaurant space. Okay. So it's La Casita. It's it's the it's it's the it's the uh the kind of the little house space. Um and so the outdoor and garage part will be the restaurant space, but they'll be cooking in the kitchen. They won't be cooking. Okay, I know <laughs> I know they're grilling fish rye. So I'm hungry right now. So what's going what's gonna be on the on the menu? What's gonna be on the menu so people can hear what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be like a sampler style of just some traditional uh, things that, you know, we surveyed. I surveyed my family to kind of get a sense. So bacalaitos, which are basically like cod fritters, are going to be a part of the menu. You know, arroz con gandules, rice and beans, so it's going to be part of the menu. Tostones, which is fried uh, plantain, but the green kind. 
going to be part of the menu, um, chicharrón de pollo, which is like fried, it's like fried chicken chunks. Um, there's going to be a shrimp quesal. So it's going to just be like a combination. There's a few other things. And then we're going to do some, uh, there's a, uh, a Puerto Rican icy called limbe. So we're going to have a couple of desserts as well, but they're just going to be like sampler style and come out. Yeah. And then we're going to have some sangria, some beer, some malta, which is like a non-alcoholic uh, malt beverage. Okay. And what are the dates of this beautiful thing? I'm, Cause I'm excited now. Or dates. Yeah. So yeah, that's so funny. So it's uh, next Saturday, June 12th uh, from six to midnight. Uh, actually all of the food slots are sold out. So the only uh, tickets that are available right now, we still have a few of the happy hour, the late night happy hour. So that will be from 1030 to, to midnight. Uh, there will be some music, there'll be a DJ. Um, and then there's, you know, a whole series of interactive arts um, curation where people can kind of touch and feel, they can add their thoughts and opinions. Um, there's gonna be a Padlet connected to it. So QR code so people can share their thoughts uh, virtually. Um, maybe a couple of selfie opportunities and, and then that's it. <laughs> and you, you, you got it going on right now. You got this, this sold out for the food, sold out almost all the way through. Hey, that's a, it's already a success. It's already a success already. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so how much. Many, I'm excited. Tell the people, how many hours of work are you putting in behind the scenes right now? Because when I called you, you were like, Aaron, I can't do it. I'm like, Aaron, I'm focused. I'm, I got my mind. Yeah. Project. So you never want to break artists like their train of thought, what they're doing. But how many hours have you been putting in to put this labor love in for this beautiful project? So this is a life's work. You know, this is something I've been thinking about since 2003. I've been thinking about an, an idea like this. Right. But for this particular project, I've been I've been ruminating on it maybe for about a year. I've been really planning on it with uh, one of my sisters since like January, February. Um, and so but these. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. Like, I just know that I have like until Saturday. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Now, where can people like if say, say, they, say if it's sold out, will you have photos online? Will you have, will this be another one? Are you doing do it every weekend? Is it once a month? Or are you just doing this just like, so I see, like say, a, a test pilot to see how this works out first. Yeah, it's really a test pilot to see how it works out. Um, my goal is, is that if there's some really great feedback and people are really loving it, to at least have something again in the fall and then kind of just see how that goes. Um, you know, you can always uh, check us out on our, our socials. Um, Instagram is like my most popular, which is uh, Tola's, Tola's, T-O-L-A-S underscore room. Um, but then, you know, uh, we also have a link tree, uh, which is Tola's room and Facebook to just kind of stay in tune with the things that we're doing. Um, but yeah, well, you know, we'll just see, you know, again, I'm just trying to see where this lands me. Um, and then it's in, in about a year, you know, I'll, I think that it'll have more of a consistent sort of flow of whatever that's going to be. Now, you don't have a TikTok? Come on. That's, the, that's all the young kids doing TikToks. So Tola does have a TikTok, but she is she does it. Even though it has Tola's room, it's more of her personal TikTok. So you're more than welcome to check out our TikTok, but it's all Tola's videos. <laughs> We're not, we haven't, we haven't ventured into that segment yet, but we will. We will. We will. Nice. And how has the community involvement been for this project? I mean, people from the community, uh, what's been the response for you, you know, getting the word out? Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's been amazing. You know, I think that, um, 
it's really been a, a testament of uh, of people knowing my work and knowing my worth and um you know most of the people that are purchasing tickets are friends or community friends people have donated um which is like blows my mind you know some of the people that have donated uh to the cause and um it just you know feels great because it's just it, it just shows that you know obviously I've done something good in the community for people to believe, um, you know, in this concept and to believe in me and the work that I'm doing. So, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. So I, we're about to go into this little part called rapid fire that I really love. That's one of my favorite parts. So. Okay. Let me sweat through this. So you'll be, you'll be fine. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> crab cake or crabs. Ah, that's so hard. I'm a foodie, man. Um, it's just, I think mean, it depends on the day, but I, I think my go-to would be a crab cake from Coco's. Drums or flats? So, you know, it's funny. I, I only learned as an adult that this is a thing because I just like wings, uh, <laughs> but I guess if I had to choose, I'll say flats. Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese, hands down. All right. You, we are right now. Best <laughs> Latino restaurant in Baltimore. So that's, so we're we talking about my stuff. Um, there really, there really isn't any that Caribbean, there's really, there's no Puerto Rican restaurant that I know of. And if your listeners know of one, um, you know, please let me know. Uh, uh, Sayoma is a Dominican spot in like the Fells Point area. That's pretty good. Uh, Alma Cocina is really good if you want something that's like a little bit more high end. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different choices. Sorry. I can't give you one. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. (laughs) What inspires you every day? My daughter. My daughter, for sure. And what's the best advice you've ever received? So um, I'm going to have to read it because I wrote it down. Um, it's something I kind of look at every day. Uh, so uh, uh, Debbie Brown, she does these uh, Dropping Gem podcasts. I don't know if you know who I'm, who I'm talking about, but my friend put me on to her. And she said something, it says, um, knowing you don't have the answer yet is the answer itself. Our freedom is our curiosity. And right. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really dope. That is really dope. So let's let's do a recap of what's going on. I know this is going to come out next Wednesday or Thursday of next week. So people are already sold out. But give everybody a recap of the day, the time. Yeah. They can't make it we can, in the websites and all that good stuff. Sure. So it's uh, it's PR Passion at Tola's room. It's happening. Um, so if we're talking about this, if we're posting next week, so it's happening um, the Saturday, the Saturday, the 12th, June 12th, uh, from 6 to 12. The food slots are sold out, but the late night happy hour is still available. And there's also um, a link in the tickets to donate if, if people are really just, um, you know, inclined to do so. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be, you know, music, uh, drink, uh, food, interactive arts, um, a cultural experience of, of my life. And folks, I will post this, um, when it'll be out the following Thursday. So it'll be a 10th and I'll be in my stories and it'll be somewhere where we can get a link to, to it. So we can just promote what's going on out here. Okay? Oh, right. That's right. And so link tree. So if you get on our Instagram, uh, you'll, you can click right on the link tree and you'll be able to access. But if, even if you just do it through Eventbrite, the Our Passion at Tolo's Room, you should be able to find it as well. That's nice. That's, hey, folks, again, somebody doing some big things in the community. Shout out to what she's doing. And you know what? We're, we're going to learn about this curating in the household. I mean, she's letting people into her house. So, hey, 
kudos to you. Good luck to what's going to happen. I know it's going to be a beautiful scene. I know it's going to be amazing. Any last words, anything else you want to say? You know, um, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, you know, really, I think for anything, uh, you know, Northeast Baltimore is really a great place to live. It's part of the reason why I've lived here for so long. And Bella Edison is a really beautiful place. And part of the reason why I'm so dead strong on doing it here is because I really want there to be a space for my community friends, my community leaders uh, to be able to do all the great things that they're doing already, but a home to be able to like, you know, help nurture um, all of those things. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Miss Christina Delgado. I appreciate you. Thank you. Eric. We're out. Love, peace and happiness. We're out. Bye.